Hey everybody, welcome to Far Out Dudes. It's another weekend, we got another <laughs> Far Out conversation for you. I'm one of your hosts, Paul. I'm Joseph. And Jacob. I'm, and I'm Jacob. And we have our guest back again. The Deck Man. And today we are going to be talking about uh, Christmas scary stories. Super scary. Mm-hmm. Well, they they could be strange. They could be uh, strange, odd, scary. Strange, fin- but we're gonna do it gay style. Real, phenomenal. Way, mine's gonna oh, be what, real. How do I usually say it? Mine's gonna be a true story. Know. So, yeah. anyway, I don't know. All right, so who's it's going first? More sad. Actually, uh, I'll go ahead and pop the cherry. Uh, go ahead and uh, reindeer slay this to us, Joseph. I'm about to. Can't think of a pun. Slide, slide, <laughs> slide the down. Lady of slide uh, it down the chimney for us, Joseph. Ooh, lube that chimney up first. Light, light the Christmas candles for us, Joseph. The Christmas candles. Yeah. Light the menorah one by one. <laughs> it's not Christmas. How's the menorah song go? Menorah, menorah. <laughs> no, is it a menorah? No, a menorah, it, it right? says Hanukkah. Oh, Hanukkah, light the menorah. All right, let's cue up the spooky music. <laughs> okay. Start cue up spooky the music. <laughs> clues, cue the spooky music, baby. Cue spooky music. We're going to be talking about the brown lady of Random Hall. How racist is that? <laughs> go, okay, go ahead. The brown lady of Random Hall has perplexed visitors and paranormal investigators for hundreds of years. Back in the 1700s, owner Charles Townsend married a young woman named Dorothy Wal- Walpole. While they lived happily together for some time in Raymond Hall... <laughs> Townsend soon became paranoid that his uh, new wife was being unfaithful to him. Eventually driving himself mad with jealousy, he decided to hide Dorothy away in the hall, telling all of her friends and family that she tragically passed. Dorothy was forced to stay inside the mansion, allowed only to wander through the halls. Not long after she perished... Oh, wait, no, I read that wrong. Not long after she perished, never having left Raynham Raynham Hall after her husband imprisoned her. Ever since her passing, people have witnessed an ima- people have witnessed the image of a woman in a tattered brown dress wandering through the halls, and some of these are reported reported encounters are truly horrifying. One visitor, unaware of the brown lady's legend, approached a woman in the hall only to have her look at him with gl- with a glowing face. Ooh! But where I should have been, there were empty sockets. Like light sockets? No. Eyeball sockets. Empty eyeballs. Empty, yeah. (laughs) Empty eyeball sockets. The eyes were no longer there. Just the sockets. They were gone. So years later, after numerous other reported sightings. Years later, after numerous other reported sightings, a photographer from a Country Life magazine visited Random Hall to document for an article. After snapping a photograph of the central stairwell, he saw within the image a hazy silhouette that many believe is none other than Dorothy, the brown lady. And do you have the image up that I put in? We're sure. going on to the next one. Cue spooky music. No, that's a thump. Play spooky music. <laughs> that's it right there. Play the spooky music, white boy. Cue spooky music. Next, we're talking about the headless dog. Wait, Rome. I thought we were taking turns. No, we're not. We're going to let oh. Joseph just... Oh, he has a couple of short you ones. You want to take turns? Okay. Mine's right. not that long. Okay, okay go never ahead. mind. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Cue the, hold on. Let me cue the spooky music. Cue spooky music. So before I start my story, I kind of... Mine's not really that's Not really a scary. It's actually a miracle Hanukkah story. Wait, that's not scary at all. No, but it's strange. 
let's hear it. Okay. So a Jewish lady, one of the few Jewish people who lived in that neighborhood, said that the reason for Hanukkah lights was not to illuminate the inside of the house, but rather to have the lights show outside so that anyone going by the house could see the lights and be reminded of the miracle of the holiday. Wow. Okay. Cool. Okay. So the story goes... In 1939, a Polish man fleeing Poland with his daughter. A Jewish man. Yes. They leave Poland to the United States in the hopes of starting a new life. They land in New York City. One week later, Poland fell to the Germans. Wow. The, uh, the unfortunate thing is that the man and his daughter... Their, his wife and son were left in Poland. And so they unfortunately lost their lives when De- Germany uh, invaded Poland. So they're in America in the, in the promised land. Mm-hmm. So the old man and the daughter, the daughter eventually married, and he, he, the daughter, and the son-in-law actually were in New York working hard. They actually left New York for Kentucky. And in Kentucky, they claimed a small plot of land. More, more like a, a small farmland where they were able to actually harvest uh, produce and make a small living. But every year, the old man, being a Jewish man, would light his Hanukkah lights mm-hmm. on the second floor window so everyone could see it from the outside. Why don't you cut down Hanukkah, the words oh and say Hanukkah. Jew? And being, uh, being, like being in menorah. a... Being in America, he w- they were free to celebrate Hanukkah without any um, any hate or repercussions. Mm-hmm, of course. Not being persecuted. Not being persecuted. USA, number one. As the years gone by, the, the old man eventually got old, frail, and passed away. Passed away in his bedroom. The, his second floor bedroom was where he would light the menorah. The daughter and the son-in-law eventually got to the point where they couldn't handle the farm anymore and sold it. Mm-hmm. They sold the land to an, uh, a young couple, a man, a young man and his and his wife, where he began to uh, reap the fruits of the of the land. Rape what? He raped the oh. fruits <laughs> of the land. Said reap. Is this is where it gets weird? So this here, is where it gets this weird. Is, this here's is already turning bad. Here's the strange part of the story. So one day he's it's snowing. He's the the young man who purchased the the property. He actually tore down the two-story house that the the family was living in mm-hmm. and rebuilt a one-story home. He didn't need a two-story. Why he didn't he a, just take off the this second story? This just sounds like he's getting... When, where's, the, where's the weird? Well, that's Strange. what I'm going to get to. Oh, okay. So he tore, tore down the, the two-story. I have a question And he real built quick. a one-story. <gasps> Why didn't he just take off the second story and keep one story it so was easier to, extra it's, work? It was easier just so to tear down, down the whole So he tore down the whole Yeah, and rebuilt a one-story. Rebuild a whole house. So the key, the key to remember is that the old man was, his room was on the second floor, and every Hanukkah he would let, light the menorah on the second floor window. Okay. Mm-hmm. The new owner tore down the second story, or tore There's down a the floating menorah. Tore down the whole whole uh, house. Is that is that what you're gonna go with? He built a yeah. he built a one story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So years have gone by. It's 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 winter again. He goes into town. It's snowing. As he makes his way back home, a blizzard hits. 
But he finds his way with the menorah that was menorah, lit. Menorah, he finds his way it's home. It's a Jewish holiday. <laughs> so the blizzard is The so- menorah acted like a lighthouse, and he found his way home. Thanks, Mr. Jew. <laughs> <laughs> so he's walking home in the blizzard, and he's unable to see right in front of him. It's just the blizzard's coming down so strong. But he sees the light of a menorah to find a way home. So as the he dies, as the storm goes in the blizzard, <laughs> a menorah hits him over. He's, the una- he's unable to he's unable to see anything. <laughs> so he prays and asks for a miracle in some way to be able to see and find his way home. Cue spooky music. And as he finishes praying, he opens his eyes, and he sees this little glimmer of light. <gasps> what could it be? I wonder. What was? He doesn't light? know what it was, but he felt the need to follow it. As he followed and got closer and closer, it seemed like it was floating in the air. Two stories up, would you say? Two stories up, I would say. Whoa. As he got like, closer and closer, you the original you house there? was. <laughs> you were there to see it? Yes. I was there recording him. Oh. I didn't want to help he him in the light. He was there recording with his phone in 19439. Yeah. 19439. It was a blizzard, so I, at that time I brought 2,000 uh, gear. Two, oh. The year 2000 gear on me to keep myself warm while I recorded him. So uh, as he makes his way through the blizzard to follow this light, he realizes the light led him home. What he didn't, what he found out is that day was the start of Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Hanukkah? Is that how they made Hanukkah? That's how it came across? Is that like the... That's the original... That's the origin story. The origin story Is that what it is about Hanukkah? Oh, wow. Yeah. I... (laughs) Play that spooky music, boy. boy. Okay, hey story, guys, uh, yeah, that, my story is uh, actually a very true story, and I wanted to point out. Uh, I like how we're playing not just true. spooky music, and you're talking very like true. this, and everybody, <laughs> hey everybody, I want to tell you about the story. A very true story, by the way, and it's very scary, <laughs> it's very, and also very sad. It's also very sad as well. So I don't know why I'm talking. <laughs> It's about beats about suicide. <laughs> hey, everybody, let's talk about suicide. Hey, yeah. This is going to be a great, scary story for you. So after that, he blew his brains out. <laughs> on to the next one. Oh, it happened on Christmas. That family had a wonderful time. <laughs> the father went around and shut up everybody. It was a wonderful he Christmas. Shut up the family Christmas Eve. So play the spooky music so I can talk like this again very happily. <laughs> About suicide. <clears throat> play the spooky music. Good spooky music. Anyways, right, yeah, man. yeah. Mine is actually yeah, like yeah, a true man. Story. Let me tell you real quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a scary story that I tell you real true story. Yeah. It's about uh, what happened to I your. Kinda, I kind of wanted to bring awareness. To, what what happened to uh, talking like this for the scary stories? Because this is an actual, true event. Event, yeah. Mine was and it's kind of sad, actually. And it, it I just want to bring like awareness uh, during these times of like people going through stuff right now. And I think your Batman voice would make me pay attention more. I'm gonna read it in a Batman voice. Oh, okay. So this is a uh, actual. What happened uh, Christmas <laughs> year 2021? Spooky, spooky music turned down a little bit. It is very loud. So, and here what we go. Your story? And here is the story. Go ahead. A mother and her two young children found unconscious 
on a sidewalk near a parking garage in Boston on Christmas Day, died in an apparent double murder-suicide. Suffolk County District Attorney Rachel Brolin said Thursday, though we remain in... Should I? <laughs> Rubber baby. This is supposed to be horror oh, stories, not man. murder, suicide. Jesus. What? That's a part of Christmas horror. Though we remain in very early stages of our investigation, the evidence collected thus far suggests that these deaths, which occurred approximately between 1.25 and 1.35 p.m., were very likely a double murder homicide. Ooh. Suicide. She said during an afternoon press conference... The individuals, the individuals have been identified as 40-year-old Erin Pescal of West Roxbury and her two children, Allison and Andrew, four and one and a half years old. Sadly, our investigation is showing that the two children fell first and then the parent after. Rollins told Bob Oaks on WBUR's Morning Edition earlier Thursday. Well, I would assume that. I wouldn't assume the kids... The two kids are believed to be the woman and her husband, husband's only children. Rollins said Thursday afternoon she believed the family was living together. The entire family, in a matter of minutes, aside from the father who survives them, it's gone, she said. It was awful, Rollins told Oaks of the scene. There were children's shoes and an adult shoe, just belongings from the children and the mother, strewn upon the street. There was the impact of the fall was visible from the street. And if it had happened on any day, it would be a tragedy. But it happened. On Christmas Day. Wow. 1 a.m. Christmas Day. One uh, actually was like 1.35 p.m. Well, and it just turned Christmas. Whether you celebrate the holiday or not, this is a sacred season in many cultures. And just to see a family where many of us were home, I hope celebrating with our loved ones that this family ended up on that day or the vast majority of them did. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, he wants them all to end up dead? <laughs> I hope everyone dies. <laughs> I want every family to end up where this Pascal family Pascal and her children were taken to an area hospital Wednesday afternoon where they were pronounced dead. Video showed police examining an SUV with several of its doors open. Where they were pronounced dead. Parked on the top, top level of the Renaissance Park garage, which stands next to Ruggles MBTA station and is owned by Northeastern University. Two other suicide deaths, including that of Boston College student. <laughs> Are you going to read it or... He's literally scrolling up and down <laughs> while I'm reading. Oh, my bad. I thought it was over. <laughs> In the middle of him reading. Along with college oh. students. <laughs> it's you, okay. If you want to make PJ mad, make fun of Hanukkah. Okay. So that's the end of his story. Well, way uh, to can, kill the mood. Can you see where he... <laughs> way to kill the mood. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, mother committed murder-suicide. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> so I hope we are all depressed so for now. Our Christmas horror story episode. We well, have a murder suicide. 
And well, then was- a Hanukkah story. <laughs> a Hanukkah miracle on a horror story. <laughs> on Christmas horror stories, we well, have that's a murder suicide. That's why you said. And a, and a Hanukkah said, story. That's why I said, they could just be odd, too. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Not so much scary, right, guys? Uh, Just kind of odd. Cool I said strange stuff. and. Ooh, Hope you're leaving that in. I said strange and uh, paranormal. <laughs> what is that? No, it's up there paranormal. In the sky? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a Manara. It's a. <laughs> it's a uh, Manara. Manara. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. Hanika, oh Hanika, oh, yeah. light the manara. There you go. Uh, Are you ready for a real you're, horror? I gotta story? remember that one. Oh, you got one? Yes. Let's hit it. We don't want to hear about a horror story. We want to hear a horror story. Let's yes. listen to a horror story about oh, me just story. last week. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the spooky music. Kuspuka music. In 1947, in Rockefeller Plaza. There was a Santa Claus. No way. A Santa Claus? He wow. wasn't the real Santa. In Christmas time? <laughs> Whoa. But a How fake strange. Santa. That's horror. Oh, Bull. A fake Santa Claus? Wow. He stood there at the side of the road, dressed in his Santa outfit, holding out his bucket, ringing his bell. He's not reading anything, so he's making this up as he goes. <laughs> Can you shut up? <laughs> okay, go. You got a scary story, Jacob? Tell us hey, about Hey, Jacob, you're next with your scary yeah, story. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cue the spooky music. Go. Tell us about your strange mu- uh, story music. In the 1950s, at Rockefeller Plaza, they hired numerous Santa Clauses every year to come talk to the children. One of those Santa Clauses was Chad McFarlane. <laughs> oh, he sounds like a killer. That's a killer's name. He sounds like the brother of who created a family guy. Mr. McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. Was off of work that day when he ran into two children who seen him at the Rockefeller Plaza. The children ran up to hug him. He hugged them back. The children were never seen. (laughs) (laughs) He was off that day with no Santa Claus suit, but two children ran up to him and gave him a hug. No, he was in it. Uh, <laughs> you said he was off. <laughs> oh my! Okay, you're trying I mean, so he got hard off too. of work. You're trying so he hard. He was off of work that day. Okay, Close okay. Your eyes and like, <laughs> what's next? What's part of next? Story? Shut up! Shut up! I have the story. In 1950s, in Rockefeller Plaza, they hired multiple Santa Clauses each year to pretend to be Santa Claus, but one Santa took it a little bit too far. His. <laughs> His name was Jebediah Smith. You say Springfield. <laughs> Jebediah Goldman. They can Goldman. see you do that. <laughs> His name was Jebediah Goldman. He was actually a Jewish man <laughs> that loved... <laughs> that loved... That loved... That loved Christmas. He loved it so much... When he saw two children come up to him after he finished the shift, he stole them. He kidnapped the children and brought them back to his home. He made them wear elf outfits and decided to set up a Santa's workshop inside 
his apartment. It's a small workshop. The police were looking for the two children, and Jebediah was still going and pretending to be Santa Claus at the Rockefeller Plaza. Then, another child came up to him, and he took the child again. This was the third child. He's just grabbing kids off the street, and they're letting them? Yes, even with the parents right there watching them. The parents weren't watching. He was telling the children, I'm going to take you to Santa. I'm going to take you to Santa. It's okay. I'm going to take you to Santa's workshop. Santa's sweatshop, baby. (laughs) What were they making? Toys? Yes. All talk like this now. Jebediah loved Christmas so much. (laughs) He made the children dress up as elves and make toys for the other children that he would meet at Rockefeller Plaza. Child slave labor. A detective came up to Jebediah as they were investigating the three missing children. They were questioning him on where he was getting these handmade toys. And from there... They found Jebediah the children said, and the new law of child labor. And the new we have all these pictures of you taking these children, <laughs> but we still want to know where did you make these toys? And now in New York, they have child labor laws why because keep, of Jebediah. Why do you keep buying child size work toys? <laughs> work toys? Yes. What? Like what? child size work toys? Small laptops, and <laughs> okay. small pencils, and notepads. <laughs> Okay, the 1950s. Let me say that again. Where did you get this child size working tools? Aha, the cops began interviewing each one of the Santas at Rockefeller Plaza. How many were there? Because a witness described a Santa taking a child that was missing. Was he wearing a Santa Claus outfit? Yes, he was. I don't know. He was big and jolly. <laughs> yes, the Santa Claus was wearing the Santa Claus outfit. I told my children the to go with him. The police brought Jebediah in and questioned him. They asked him where he got the toys he was giving to the children Pause. at Rockefeller Plaza. Pause. Long pause. <laughs> you do long pauses. Uh, we can. <laughs> the police asked him where he was getting these toys, and he told them that he was making them himself in his workshop. You have the music really elves. loud, by the way. The police questioned Jebediah and asked him where he was getting his toys. He told them toys. that he got it from his workshop with his elves. The police asked him more questions about his elves. He told them there were three of them, just like the three missing children. Mm. And they worked hard to make children happy, but the elves were very unhappy. Jebediah said that he had to get his menorah and smack his elves and tell them to get to work. No, hold on. Get to work, work, children. I mean, elves. I'm going to hit you with a menorah if you don't do what I say. I'm ho, Jewish. Ho, I don't ho. even believe in this shit. The police, Get to work, children. The police began to question Jebediah about why the elves were unhappy. He said that they hated making toys for other children. The police other asked, children? I'm a police officer, and I don't care that this guy has elves in his room. <laughs> the police asked Jebediah if they can come and visit the elves. Jebediah obliged. 
the police came to Jebediah's apartment. What they saw were three children dressed like elves. Boom, boom. Laid out along the floor. The children were deceased. <laughs> were it turns deceased. out <laughs> <laughs> It turns out Jebediah murdered the children when he brought them back because they refused to put on the elf outfits. He says <gasps> that the spirits of the children were making the toys. I see what you did there. Daniel does interrupt quite often. <clears throat> Go ahead. Keep going. What was I what did I do there? You made it seem like the kids were making the the toys, but that he actually killed them and the spirits were making the toys. Well yes. it was probably ghosts just, of the kids. Yes. Wait, the story's not over yet. We don't know that. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. But before he murdered them, he said that he forced the children to make toys. Now, every year at Rockefeller Plaza, a mysterious handcrafted toy appears at the steps of the plaza every year around Christmas time. Rumor has it that the spirits of the children that Jebediah killed, Jebediah Goldman killed, leave the toys there. Uh, so I'm next, I guess. Yeah, you're next. Okay. What, is your, what I uh, have scary is a Christmas story. What is? What do you got? It could just be like. <laughs> could be a strange one. Could right? be a Kwanzaa story. Odd and just hey. you know weird, man. We said strange or paranormal. Paranormal. It, it could be very sad too. It could be about murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I have the ghost of Sir Jeffrey uh, De Mandeville. Elmer? Jeffrey De Mandeville and his headless dog who roamed the streets on Christmas Eve. Ooh, that sounds like a good one. Cool spooky music. So the story of Sir Jeffrey de Mandeville is brimming with political betrayals also. Ooh. He held the title of uh, Earl of Essex and was a prestigious European landowner during the 1100s. Because of his title, he had great influence over royal politics at the time. However, when the debate emerged regarding the rightful heir to the throne... He chose. I forgot I was supposed to be reading it like this. He it's chose a late. It's okay. It's okay. We're good. He chose the okay, Batman. He chose. He chose the losing side and was probably stripped of many of his assets and excommunicated from the church. During his excommunication, Sir, Sir, Sir Jeffrey was slain on the battlefield, but because of his exile, he was not allowed a proper Christian interment. Interment. <clears throat> which many believe left his spirit trapped within the earthly realm. Rumor claims that Sir Jeffrey also left the curse of his properties he owned, stating that should there ever be in, should they ever be taken away from him, ruin would befall his betrayer. And every six years on Christmas Eve, he and a headless dog for some reason would haunt the land draped in a red cloak. <laughs> Headless dog just comes in toward the end there. Wait, don't worry about no, it. No explanation of how the dog lost its head or anything. His dog lost its head fighting with him in the battles. Mm. He was very loyal, his dog. Bartholomew. Are. His Bartholomew was the dog's name. Bark, 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 Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Bartholomew Dogson. Oh. <laughs> Ever since his demise, people who have visited the properties he once owned 
particularly the Pimsbrook Bridge in East Barnet, have reported hearing strange sounds and witnessing the hazy image of a headless dog breaking through the fog, accompanied by a knight in full armor and a red suit. Boom, boom, boom. So don't go over there. Scary. Every... <laughs> so don't go over there every uh, four years. Every pres- oh, every six years, I'm sorry. So every, like, presidential type place. Uh, don't go over there, normal every boys. Every voting year, yeah. Yeah. Presidential voting year. During don't Christmas? <laughs> every Christmas year. <laughs> every four years in Christmas. Uh, I think Daniel's next. next no one had any. Oh, wait, that was the end of your story? Yeah, that was it. Oh, wow. It was just a quick little. Oh, I scary. the the best part of that story was uh, the dog's name. What yeah. was it again? Can you uh, Bartholomew I Dawson? Say, the best part of that story was that it was short. <laughs> <laughs> that it's over now. <laughs> Bartholomew <laughs> Dawson. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that was also the best part that it's over now and I can go on with my life. You're a bunch of freaking jerks. Why does this? Okay, my right, well, I'm just gonna get up randomly and go pee. My, <laughs> my the next one I'm doing now. This is a true horror story. This is a true horror, horror story. <laughs> it's a real horror. You can't speak. You should have done your vocal exercise. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique. It's a it's a scary paranormal. It's a scary paranormal horror story. Yeah. You gotta talk like That's that. What I get way, for too. making fun of Pierre at work. <laughs> But anyways, oh, yeah. yeah, this one is... Tell us about your always story. Really scary. I'm so already scared. I hope you guys got your blankets. <laughs> I got my peacock. Got your blankets and you're pulled up and hot cocoa ready at home. Okay, here we go. This one is about a slain highwayman. Supposedly reapers each Christmas Eve. In England, one particular twisted ghost story harkens back to a tragic event that occurred one Christmas Eve in the late 18th century. According to legend, there was once a fearsome highwayman known only as Gilbert, <gasps> Gilbert. who would wander up and Such down one name. of the town's main roads. One evening, the night before Christmas, a man and his daughter was traveling in a horse-drawn coach with Gilbert, apprehended them. The daughter was able to exit the coach, but before her, co- her father could disembark the horses became startled and bolted down the road with the man and his coachman in tow the two men struggled to get the horses back under control so they could go back and find the man's daughter who had been left behind with Gilbert however when they arrived back at the scene she was nowhere to be found I'm lost boom instead they saw Gilbert hunched over the ground with a dagger in his side Rumor, rumor claims that once the coach took off down the road, Gilbert revealed to the girl that he was one, the one who took her brother's life some time before. <gasps> Thrown into a rage with the revelation, she stabbed him with the fleet with, and fled the scene. <laughs> <laughs> with the fleet and fled. Local thrown, legends. Thrown into a rage by the revelation, Man, she stabbed him and the fled. The Thrown scene. into a rage. Thrown into a rage by the revelation. Dropping balls she stabbed at the same him with time. A, and fled the scene. I still said and. Bleed and fled. <laughs> Local legends say that Gilbert was buried by the side of the road. And every Christmas Eve, he can be see, seen wandering the same road, waiting for the coach with the man and his daughter. 
to pass by again. Boom, 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 boom. So that guy had it coming to him. He had it pretty much. Yeah. Um. What was her name? Does it say what her daughter's name was? Elizabeth. Or it just says daughter. That's her name. Actual name was daughter. Yeah. She uh she sucked it to him. Gilbert was like, I'm the guy that killed your brother. And she was like, what? Yeah, I'm already stabbed on the so, side. Uh, yep. Wow, that's chilling. Since what a spooky story. Your bones, huh? All right. What is is it my turn or PJ, you, you got another story? Or? No, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to look for another. He had like two more, but they're okay. all Hanukkah based. So decided <laughs> <laughs> not to go. This, this is true. <laughs> Uh, okay, Paul? BJ, are you next? What, what Paul, kind I of think scary had Santa Claus thing that you got? What oh, jeez. You oh, you're done, Jacob? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. I think we need to... Uh, Let's all get on our phones while PJ talks to <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Oh, shit. Where's my phone? Did I leave it in the car? You left it at Ichiraman. I left it there when I got up. We're recording I... with it, idiots. Save that (laughs) My phone is the camera folks Oh my god So I'm gonna do what everybody else does (laughs) And I'm just gonna read a story that I found online Shut up (laughs) Uh, My two stories are originals I don't even know how to say some of these names We can tell you made them up As you're going along It's okay all right, Kusbuka music. You ready, PJ? No. It's okay. Paul. Here we go. One night of Christmas Eve, I'm 2008, the Ortega family threw a party with around 25 to 30 guests at their home in the suburbs of L.A., California. Shortly after dinner, Pardo arrives at the residence dressed as Mr. Claus. When eight-year-old Katrina opens the door with a smiling face, she is greeted by two handguns sending the guests into a frenzy. Many of the adults were packed near the front of the house making small talk before planning to leave and putting them right in the line of fire. Meanwhile, most of the children were huddled at the back near the television. (laughs) Parents frantically screamed, trying to grab their children and escape. Some guests even hid under the tables to try to find protection from the crazy claws. Once Padro, Pardo, once Pardo had his full, once Pardo had his fill of shooting, he broke out a homemade flamethrower that quickly engulfed the home in flames, killing a teenager in the second on the second floor. He planned to escape the night with a plane ticket to Illinois. However, the flamethrower thrower had scorched him in the process leaving him with second and third degree burns so instead of fleeing the state he drove to his brother's home 40 miles away where he took his own life with a bullet through his brain oh my gosh while the demented santa had been put to bed the lives of his victims love while the demented Should santa we interrupt more <laughs> cuz you're yeah I'm not used to just reading <laughs> while, freely like this. Exactly. <laughs> while the demented Santa had been put to bed, the lives of his victims, loved ones, still moved forward in agony over their loss. Padro's rampage was labeled the Coven Massacre as it took nine lives. 
Silvio Padro, her parents, what? Joseph Ortega, and Alicia Ortega. Joseph, her two brothers, my name. James Ortega and Charles Ortega, What's and their mean? wives, Teresa and Sherry. Silvia Padro's sister, Alicia Ortiz, and her son, Michael Ortiz. May they all rest in peace. Luckily, her older son, David Ortiz, survived and he went survived on to became, and became a UFC champion. I was going to say Boston uh, Red Sox. UFC. Oh. You're thinking of Tito Ortiz. Oh, you're talking about Big Papi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, I think you're, you're thinking, thinking about of Tito Ortiz. Oh, Tito Ortiz. Yeah. And Ortiz, whatever. Ortiz, so, Ortiz. What was the reason behind him going and murdering all these people? So he literally murdered his own family. Oh, showed up in the goodness. Santa Claus. He basically was told, be Santa Claus. And he showed up with a gun and a flamethrower. This isn't the Santa Claus I know. Okay. And destroyed his entire family yeah, on Christmas Day. Yeah, you left me because you, you. Because you, 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 you. You messed you. up a lot. And I was you, you, okay. you too. Don't forget to like, Oh, that's share, crazy because that's how you sounded when you were reading your article. Thanks for watching. And it was actually worse. Uh, I don't know. You probably did about 15 times. So. No, I did it like twice. Look, we're getting a no, whole bunch didn't. of likes and stuff. <laughs> Look at all Is the that likes. right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crap. live. Wow. It's, it's strange that it's from the one person. <laughs> oh, look. Thumbs up now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are y'all looking at? <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> over there? Eating chips? Anyways. That's it. I got another story if y'all want to hear it. Go ahead. Jacob, tell your story. I'm going to do sound effects while you do it. Okay. <laughs> mm. You can do a live reaction. We can keep going, but I'm going to do a sound I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, do okay. a somebody's at the door. Do a somebody's at story. the door story. Yeah. On December 25th, 1969, there was a knock at the door. Family was celebrating Christmas. Hello? Oh, who's there? <laughs> Oh, I think someone's knocking. <laughs> I can't see who's on the porch. Is that on the podcast or is there somebody actually at the door? <laughs> Why did they just ring the doorbell? Why are they knocking? Why did they just come in? <laughs> my ring isn't working. I can't my see ring. them. <laughs> the father shouted, telling his three sons to shut the hell up. <laughs> they were talking too damn much. Dad, are they? Who's out in the door, Dad? Is that Santa? Is that Santa with two glocks in his hands? He still hadn't gone outside. You guys interrupt a lot. I just want to say that. Spooky moves. He opens the door to find that nobody's there. They close the door and return back to their festivities when they hear another knock. Sorry. Daniel said he was going to do the knocks, (laughs) but uh, I literally set him up. Okay, go back. They close the door and return to their festivities. When they heard another knock. They went outside and looked around. And that's when they saw a clown dressed as Santa at the end of the road. <laughs> yeah, hide your face from embarrassment. They saw him. And they were shocked to see it. They ran for their phones and I'm called shocked. the police. How, 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 kids. <laughs> and that's when they ran to their room 
which had an opening where they can see their back porch, and they saw the Santa standing <gasps> in the back porch as well. Oh. I can see him there, brothers. The family ran towards the front door, where like Santa God. was there standing as well. Wherever they went, he was teleporting right in front ow, of them. Ow, ow. The family frightened <laughs> ran upstairs to find Santa at the top of their stair. Just ow, one ow, stair? Ow. Their stairs. <laughs> they don't have stairs, they just have a stair. One stair? To find Santa at the top of their stairs. Oh. They thought that the Santa was teleporting, but in fact, there was five different Santas coming in from five different ways, and the family was surrounded. That's a house with a lot of doors. <laughs> By clown Santas. How, 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 kids? The family, frightened, began to scream and shout. One of them began to shove the Santas out of the way, and that's when the Santa replied, Calm down, bro. It's just a prank. <laughs> It turns out the family was being pranked by a local YouTuber. The clown Santas were <laughs> later savagely beaten and thrown to a dumpster. Good. And the family replied, it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. That's how we wrapped it up. So one night, <laughs> there are Santas dressed as clowns. Mine's different. <laughs> and they start popping out everywhere, like teleporting. But they're they clown go, faces. And then they go downstairs to their basements. <laughs> and the knocking out of nowhere happens. This is a story. <laughs> like I said, about my famous YouTubers. Never mind. They were beaten. <laughs> no? I said, the family started beating them. And threw him into a dumpster. Yeah, you said and replied, famous YouTuber or YouTubers. I said YouTubers. Oh, it sounded like you were going to say a name. <laughs> you just didn't. Are you ready to wrap it up or yeah. do y'all want another story? No, thank you. I can for tell y'all another story. Watching <clears throat> and listening. Like, share, subscribe. Go on to Spotify. Hopefully, we can and, edit uh, this into something uh, actual. <laughs> what's <laughs> useful? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, this turns into a productive day. <laughs> Uh, so y'all want to do it? Y'all want to redo it? Y'all want to see if we can salvage anything and then just do another horror story, Christmas horror stories? Well, we got more Christmas. Okay. Okay. Let's do one. Let's do one, and nobody interrupt anybody, and you tell your story. Well, buddy, you better tell yourself that I'm mum because you. I want to be the knock. Can I be I, the knock? I, 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 I will. I'm gonna be. I think if we edit it, we can probably edit it in a way that at least like three, probably three of the stories will come out all right. Number 15. That story needs to stay. So thank you. Like, subscribe. Yes. We'll see you next week for another Mordecai week and, and another Fallout. Like, out. share, subscribe, hit the bell. What's the place we're on now? We're on Rumble. Rumble. Uh, YouTube. Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify. Donate. We're running out of money. This is, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, we can only put out as much as we uh, when we don't work, and I can tell you we uh, we're at work most of the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously though, like, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your neighbors, subscribe, leave a comment, and a voice message. Bye. <laughs>